This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. This is Karen Kilgariff. Ooh. Ooh. Look at this. Do you like that position? <laughs> no. Okay. My I Karen is driving me. my Honda Accord. We are in the car. Oh, that's right. You heard right. We're yeah, that's in the right. Studio. You can tell by the lowered sound quality. Guys, this is, we're back to our roots. Mm-hmm. Our roots, as some might say. Some people say creek or crick. I mean, I want to say whatever sounds the most uh, old-fashioned yeah. and kind of Wild Westy. <laughs> so I say roots. Ro- we're back to our roots. Thank you. Thank you. That guy pulled all the way over, and he didn't need to. And sometimes I find that's passive-aggressive. I think he's being condescending, yeah. I th- But then it also could just be... Maybe he just paid his car off, and he's just like, please, God, can I just have a nice thing for five minutes? Well, people that live up here, there's a reason. I don't know where we are. Do you know where we are? We're in the Burbank Hills. Oh, it's beautiful. Look at that reindeer. They're ready. They are ready for the holidays. It's pretty nice up here. It is very nice up here, and whenever someone lives in a nice place, I consider it some version of white flight, like they're scared of people, and of course they pull over when they're driving because they think the world is going to attack them. Yes, they do. They watch a lot of Fox News, probably, and they're told Mm. the world is going to attack them because that is what's financially beneficial for Fox News. Yeah. Uh, But I find also those same people that are like that um, also are the same people who get purebred dogs bring them to the dog park and then will not leave the fucking dog alone the entire time it's at the dog park oh yeah when when people get frustrated that their dog is playing with other dogs which is the why dog parks exist and the only thing a dog wants to do they don't want to play catch with you they don't give two fucks about you and your girlfriend they just want to go run around and of course my garbage dog frank who can't not bark at every dog he sees will run up to try to get the dog to chase him and bark at the dogs. Uh And then they're like, um, scout, scout. And then like start pulling the dog toward them as if Frank's going to attack them. And instead, instead of understanding that that's how dogs interact and play with each other. And it's one of the most irritating things there is. I don't, I don't like people at dog parks. I do like dogs at dog parks. I'm not a dog owner, but I, the times I've been to a dog park with a friend's dog, just watching them, Team up into cliques. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very high school. Play a little ga- they do. They get into groups, and they're like, let's hang out. You have a similar build to be- as me. Yeah. So we're going to have some animosity at first, but then we're going to team up. And then they, of course, team up on a little dog and, and knock him over, and he rolls <laughs> around and knocks over the water bowl. It's yeah. so fun yeah. to watch dog communities form on some primitive level. It's like a society building. I love it. Uh, I do too, and I love watching my dog. God, that's an ugly mustard-colored house. Yeah, that's a horrible house. We're talking about 1770 Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) 
Go ahead and Sorry. egg that thing. They won't see it because it's yolk colored. What if there's like an old man sitting in his gorgeous Bose speakered room inside <laughs> yeah. that house listening to our podcast and he hears his address? He's, He's like, just like, what the fuck? I finally made it. <laughs> hey, they're insulting my beautiful mustard home. <laughs> I'm insulted yet so excited to be mentioned on Dinar. <laughs> I'm a Dinar head from way back. <laughs> I used to travel. If there was a bus, we used to do acid and go to city <laughs> to city. I, uh, I'm done with that character. Yeah, do it's you, hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard on the uh, the old vocal cords. Mm. I, uh, I, Dinar means something other than do you need a ride abbreviated, an acronym, if oh, you yeah. will. Anytime an abbreviated word, you say it and it's a word. Yeah. It's called an acronym. People often take a, call MIT for instance, an acronym. No, those are initials. Unless you call it MIT. Oh, I see. When you speak it out as a yeah, word. Yeah, then so Dinar is in reference to something what? If on Instagram, every time I uh, tag a photo or something, Dinar or Twitter, whatever, your social medias, there's a, hundreds of them. And I click on it and it's like uh, Indian folks. So in India, I think it means something like a celebration maybe? Or what oh. if it means... Uh, what if it's me? What if? What if we? Maybe I should do that research. I mean, we could. What if we're I, proclaiming something religious or political? I feel like, and this is a total guess. Uh, isn't dinar or dinar or dinar money in India? Could be like the dollar oh, over there. Wow. But it's spelled with an I, not a Y. No, this D Y N A R is a trending always. Uh, there's always hundreds of people talking about Dinar and huh. then I'll click on it and it's people in in dressed up in nice uh, robes and burkas and, and whatever, shawls, pashminas, uh, sarongs, <laughs> uh, bedazzled capes. Uh, Bindis on their foreheads? Uh, yes, bolero ties. No. No, no I'm <laughs> just saying words. Uh, but it is Dinar. Dinar is something. And... Someday we'll find out what it is. Yeah, yeah. And do a special, oh, someone, special episode on it. Someone looked it up right now, and they're gonna. They're gonna let us know. Someone corrected me the other day that uh, the the cook from you can't do that on television <laughs> is is not barf, it's barth. I don't know. Oh. Maybe it was during another podcast. I don't know. So. I wonder. Oh, there's someone that liked it enough to correct you yeah, during yeah. a different podcast. They, they woke up. They opened their laptop. They cracked their knuckles, and they fired <laughs> off a tweet directly to me. That's kind of, but don't you think he was named Barth because it sounds like Barf and he was a cook in a children's whatever right. sketch show or whatever it was? Also, I know the guy's name isn't Barf. I, oh. was, I think I said Barth. I don't know. Who cares? Well, you can't do that on podcasts. <laughs> you can't be wrong about Barf on podcasts. <laughs> these houses are beautiful up here. I know, aren't they nice? Look at that one. What do these people do for a living? Something these, respectable. They all own a piece of the Zanku chicken empire. <laughs> Almost all of them. I actually looked at houses in this area. Karen's funny, you guys. <laughs> I looked at houses in this area long ago when I bought my house. Uh-huh. And there are, this is a, a very Armenian neighborhood, which is what that joke is about. If you're from a different part of the country and didn't get it, oh. Zanku is local chicken yes. restaurant that everyone loves. Yes, and man. this is a, this is the highest percentage of population of Armenians outside of Armenia is in Glendale. Really? Which is where we are. We're the Glendale Burbank Hills. Wow. And there's, there's tons of Armenians around here. And there, um, uh, there's a generalization, but from the houses that I looked at, they love uh, tile, uh, marble tile and gold fixtures. Oh, yeah. That was almost all the houses around here. On the outside, it looks like a normal ranch-style house. But the inside, it looks like a gorgeous palace, uh, but only like, say, 1,100 square feet. I, I think, yeah, I used to like tile and gold fixtures or brass. You know, I'm not rich. I grew up with a lot of brass uh, <laughs> from a store down the street called sure. uh, Oak and Brass, where called... everything there was made of oak and or brass. Oh, <laughs> that's so 80s. But yeah, yeah, it was so 80s. Everything there, it's, it's just walking into the 80s. But 
oak and brass. I, I, it would be a miracle if that place was still uh, open. I think it is. It's part of a place <laughs> called Furniture Row. It just had to get absorbed by some sort of mattress outfit. Yes, or, or by uh, Moda Italia 2000 or whatever that place is. It'd be fun to wear a mattress outfit and then just kind of purposefully <laughs> fall down hills. Uh, ah, I'm sorry. Everyone's, that's that's what they call a curveball in the biz. Yeah, no one saw that mattress outfit joke coming. It was <laughs> no. shocking. And no one said goodbye to it. <laughs> <laughs> no one let it in the front door. Everybody locked down for the evening. Are you saying that I shouldn't have that be my Halloween costume? Mattress outfit? Yeah, just, I'm a bed. Uh, no, Give I think candy. you should. But okay. you will get tired within the first half hour and yeah, be really right. mad. It would be funny to dress up like a pretty convincing bed. <laughs> a guy in his bed? Yeah. I bet it, I bet that's been done. I'm going to do... I mean, I did it before. I did a guy sitting on a toilet. So I turned my body waist down into a toilet. I paper macheed my real toilet, put it around my waist, made little <laughs> fake foam rubber legs uh, with a carving knife and a, a, carving knife and a mattress, which sure. is why I bring it up. And I love little, it. So it really looked like I was sitting on a toilet. And it looked like the fake legs were my legs, and I'm sitting. It was so fun. People loved it. I went to costume contests. 200 bucks here. 150 here. Yes. I just swept the town. Fuck yes. I didn't was even this... have fun that night. I saw it as a way to make money. It was You were a businessman. And I'm on not the anymore. I, I, I was in my early 20s. Uh, you could do this again. I think I want to. Yeah, I think you should. You're I an artist. started on it. You're a comedian and an artist. You're the one of the few people who could actually do a funny uh, Halloween costume correctly. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, I know, I'll do a funny co- Halloween costume. I'm going to be a racist. I'm going to be in the KKK. Shit like that where you're like, no, this A isn't funny. Yeah. And then B, why would you put your time into that? Right. I don't just think about how many people this year are going to be dressed as Trump. It makes me want to stay home. Well, that's why I stay home. So many people are going to be Trump this year. Yeah. Just with their shitty wig. Think of it. If there's a guy that and he's in a store-bought Trump costume, I'm going to treat him like the actual Donald Trump. And spit right on him? <laughs> spit right into his bird's nest. I'm going to grab his pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. It's topical. Uh, we're, apparently, we're all allowed to say it now. You can say pussy as much as you want. They do it on the news. The f- like, it's not a problem. The funny thing is, I listened to that, and I was, of course, horrified. But when he said the way his delivery, and it was like being in a boy's locker room hearing that. It's it, All I left thinking after hearing that conversation was how much I didn't like Billy Bush, because he already was defending Ryan Lockley and defending rape and stuff right yeah. wasn't yeah he's a piece of shit already yeah he's a huge but piece no of one shit. knew so with the trump part i'm like yeah oh wow he said the wrong thing but when he said oh i just go up and i grab him by the pussy he was trying to he was being fun he was trying to shock billy bush and make him laugh and it worked and then yeah it worked so i wasn't i left that thinking yeah trump he's same old trump but billy bush he can go eat it and yeah he, he deleted his uh Twitter account. Did he really? Uh, I'm sure people were totally I mean, attacking him. What an admittance of guilt. Oh, yes. Every every uh, comment is about him because the Trump thing isn't really news. Uh, well, also, you know, that's I feel like that's New a news. kind of it boils down to a thing like that. Whereas everybody knows kind of what t- Trump is on the surface. It's that thing of and I think it's an impossible request. But it, it's that thing that like women talk about all the time where it's just like. The Billy Bushes are worse than the Trumps because Trump you can see coming. Right. It's the Billy Bush that you would trust, that you would tell stuff to, that you would you would treat like a friend and that you would expect to be treated that way. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that like, but then when it's boys time, like all bets are off and you can just fucking like demean whoever, whenever for, for your own joy. That's the, the that's what I think what women really fear yeah. are the fake fake friends that are actually just total fucking pigs. Yeah, it's a shame. There's some guy, UCB actor guy that uh, you know, I go I'm part of the show sometimes as a judge and he's one of the performers and he seems nice, and but he has this alter ego that online he says horrible anti-women things as a as a rape, what do you call it when someone does that? They rape def- apologist? Rape apologist. Yeah. Uh, and 
it's not a character, I don't think. I think on no, some level... No, there's a lot of guys that are like it's that. It's fucking horrifying because you wouldn't know from looking at the dude or talking to him. It seems nice, but once that was out there, you know, it's just so horrible that how often is that person just walking around and you think they're just a normal nice guy or maybe if at worst socially awkward or whatever, but inside they're... Seething. Terrible they're terrible things because their mom burned them in a bathtub when they're a kid. Yes. Or, or for no reason, just because they're assholes. Because they're a sociopath. Yeah, exactly. Or they, yeah, they had either a, a bad mom or they had a way too nice mom or whatever. There's lots of reasons every, that people are damaged. Every uh, relationship I have that doesn't go well, I blame on being circumcised too late in my, <laughs> in my babyhood. He did a sloppy job. I don't know why he signed his initials. <laughs> I uh, I used to blame it a lot on um, that I was nursed. The nursing end, ended too quickly for me. But then my mother said, when I told her that I'd read that somewhere, and my mother said, it's always the mother's fault. Oh, that's funny. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Like, it's never like, what if it's because your dad was withholding or whatever or your your dad was physically actually pulling you away from her breast <laughs> now he it's was... my turn now he he would yell at a child gross he made the weirdest dad ever <laughs> whose dad has that i daddy want a milky daddy, daddy want milky <laughs> that's how he talks we hate this person no you know what now i'm on that rape apologist side because it all makes sense so if you had just explained that at the beginning yeah that... <laughs> I just started this with my daddy want milky character. <laughs> but, uh. but I have to say, remember, you know, five years ago at the beginning of the like, rape jokes are fine, uh, whatever, Second Amendment or whatever the fucking argument that everyone was having. Oh, oh, kind of spurred. Uh, people are talking about it because of some Daniel Tosh. Joke, yeah, yeah. It was that whole I've event. I've heard the joke and man, it's a bad example of someone. It, he just... There's no way that joke could be funny. The, setting it up that way of saying everything's funny no matter what, the end of that joke has to be so funny that it's impossible. You're just, you, he screwed himself by even setting something up that way. Because it's like, well, first of all, I don't know how funny you are to begin with, and now you're basically setting up this bar that you have to jump over that you're not going to be able to. I've heard the real joke, and it is, it, the people talking about it afterwards, it was worse. It, the way... He delivered it, I remember. Yeah, it wasn't the funniest joke in the world, but it also wasn't... He wasn't simply saying rape is funny or... It was... I can't remember. I. It's so hard to talk about people's material. But there's so many better examples, I think, of, of offensive... The people... I just meant... I do think audiences act appropriately, though, when... Just when that word comes up, yeah. they're kind of trained to not laugh. Yeah, well, that's, you know, part part a, of my point is that, that when that discussion started, it seemed so impossible because there was many, many more rape joke apologists and people who were like, look, it's not a problem or whatever. And yeah. over time, I think people have slowly begun to wake up to the fact that just because, like, it can't or doesn't or hasn't happened to you, that doesn't mean you get to dictate how people receive that right topic sure. and like it's simply that it's not about there's no answer to whether or not it's funny because it's purely you know you have to be a great comic to be funny about a thing that's that sensitive there are some who can do it many who cannot I, many who cannot I think the dumbest joke I have that is making light of pedophile like where I'm like I'm not trying to fuck your kid he's a redhead that, that's <laughs> just a statement but it is what if someone I don't even think about it. what if there's a redheaded person that was molested yeah <laughs> and they're sitting there and i really touched on something i guess i'm willing to take that risk well i mean exactly there's that always risk. someone that there's someone in the audience always that has gone through something yeah. and it doesn't matter if you're being quote-unquote risky or not yeah that has that has a sensitive i've learned that i gotta write no jokes i gotta quit doing that one it uh, always gets a laugh i've oh. never heard you do that joke <laughs> it's oh it's about me i like kids and when I see kids I'm at the age where I should have kids maybe uh, or this paternal instinct is kicked in and I talk to kids that aren't my kids all the time like if I'm in a mall or whatever and people of course think that's weird if you're like hey how are you buddy usually the parents are right there but just talking about 
talking about makes people nervous, so that's why I throw that joke in there. And uh, it really uh, relieves the tension, but it also makes people think I'm weird. Well, it's but that's funny because that's true. Like men your age, single men, kind of can't talk to children, Mm-mm. especially with that mustache you have right now. Yeah, it makes it even worse. And I don't especially even look with your windowless anymore. van, it's, yeah, I just don't think it's a good you idea. You think the hot tub's too much? I mean, in the back of a van, yes. <laughs> Make you make me have bad mileage. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do. I do like kids. I went to a house, my friend. Don't say it like that. <laughs> I love kids. Yeah, but don't say it all growly. I do. I do I like kids. I, do I mean, like I, kids. I do. Kids are a thing I enjoy. No, I just do. They're playthings. <laughs> Look at that little guy. Look Grab at him. him. Get out. He's the cutest. Get him. There's just a little kid jumping and yelling. Yeah, I, I guess I need to have some, or hang out with my nieces and nephew. That'll fulfill the desire. I shouldn't be having kids as desire a single man. Desire isn't the word you should use <laughs> at all, ever. <laughs> isn't it? Desire shouldn't uh, be accurate. I just want to have kids around me. <laughs> around my lap. <laughs> oh, who's the comic that said sitting on a throne of boys? But Matt, uh, God. He was so Ingebretson? No, from back in the day. Matt uh, Weinhold. Oh, yes. <laughs> he he's a, so funny. He was great. He is great. I'm sure he he's is still great, alive. Yeah. He's, Probably, he's right still time. alive and right he's still doing great comedy. Is he doing stand-up? Yeah, I'm sure oh, he does. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, okay. I mean, I, have, I see him like once a year. Oh, okay. He's the best. Look at her outfit. <gasps> is that Kim Kardashian? Wow, it sure looks like someone that follows her beauty tips. Yes, she had a lot of contouring going yeah, on. Yeah. She was a gorgeous woman. And there was cutouts in her little black dress. Mm-hmm. That's how I first noticed her was it looked like a chunk of her upper thigh dress was missing. Oh, wow. You didn't notice I that? I didn't notice that. No, I looked straight at her face out of respect. <laughs> 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 I like look right in the eyes and I nod. <laughs> Ma'am, I say to myself. Um, we're very close to the Moonlight Roller Rink right now. Have you ever been there? No. You've never gone roller skating at Moonlight? No. <laughs> no. It's an old fashioned, like straight out of the eighties roller rink. Oh is <laughs> <laughs> Ricardo. That sounds splendid. <laughs> I'd love to skate. <laughs> I I do like roller skating. I do enjoy it. I'm decent at it. How about it, bowling? Going counterclockwise. Uh, oddly, similar leg thing that I do when I'm bowling. I take my right one, slide it behind the left. It's yeah. Just with skating, I do it repeatedly. That's just, right. Not just as a celebratory move. Very much the same form. Yeah, yeah. I'm good at both. I'm really pretty good at roller skating. I'm... I w- Speaking of pedophiles, though, there was a ice rink in Culver City that sadly just closed, but it was real cool because it's just, it's real ice, it's indoor, of course it's cold. It's not all year round, but I, I've been there a couple times because it was near my place in Mar Vista, and it's mostly kids, but there was a guy there uh, that was in all black with like a turtleneck, and he was just creepy in general. Yeah. And he had bedazzled skates, like he covered his skates with gems and he had these rings uh like the emperor's new clothes rings uh and he was going up to kids and and shining his rings and they'd be like uh okay weirdo and they'd kind of look at the rings and then skate away and he was (laughs) because he knew that children loved he was skating around doing little spins and just being real creepy and then at one point he was on the side i was on a date he was on the side of the rink just looking through the ga- glass into the like snack area yeah there's just kids in there eating and he's just staring at them and I was I just went up to him and I said you're acting peculiar that's <gasps> all I said but he got very defensive and he and then he just started focusing on but I think he was getting away from himself. Yeah. And and basically fucking licking his lips. It was real gross and scary. Did you? Did he leave? I'm, I had to tell this story because I wanted to contrast my jokey pedophile shit. Before. Good idea. That you're also doing no, good in the community. Yeah. I, 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 he knew what I meant when I said that. He, yeah. What else? He was he being mean? real weird. He was showing his rings to. Ooh, sparkly. <laughs> it's funny because most of the kids are like, yeah, I've seen a fake. 
uh, emerald before, you weirdo. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not. That's not a thing kids are into per no, se. No, no, uh, men's I mean, jewelry. I don't know if this used to work with you back in the nineties, but kids don't care about your jewels. Or back when you were Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> he was a decent <laughs> skater. At one point, he had a career on ice. Do you think? Did he shoot the duck? He probably had kids on ice in his. Uh, I don't. Oh. What is shoots the to shoot the duck? That's when you squat down and put one leg up straight in front of you, and then the other one stays in, and you. It, oh yes, he did shoot do that. The duck. But it was yeah. in the bedroom. I am a. Chris. I'm sorry. Chris. I had to. I'm sorry. You describe something that did sound like a sexual body position, so I had to go in there with the. A lot of people would have did what I just did. Yes, that's my point. A lot of people <laughs> would have, could have. Uh, oh, look at this man sleeping uh, on a bus bench. Oh, and he's a regular guy. Yeah, he, he doesn't he's look got, homeless. He's got like uh, Dre headphones. You know what he looks like to me? It's like they, they're tourists and they've spent the day trying to get around Burbank and Los Angeles. And they're like out here stuck at that bus stop and he's had it. Yeah, I bet you're right. Then I feel some... so bad for tourists that come to L.A. Oh, it is. There's this Japanese couple that were walking around with a map upside down, and they were, like, <laughs> trying to... They were walking along by the studio Paramount, and I I was, like... They just came up, and they're, like, handed me the map, and they're, like, uh, f- Highland. <laughs> and I was, like, oh, uh, let's see. And then I had Aww. trouble with the map, which was in all English. I was, like, where the fuck is Highland on here? And I and I had to direct that. They, I was like, "You have to walk like ten miles oh. that way." And the, and I tried to tell them about Uber, and they didn't know what I was saying though. And their phones were in Japanese, and I'm just like, "Fuck, I'm sorry." And they just were. I felt so bad because they wanted to go up to Hollywood and Highland. Probably they wanted to like see the Hollywood. Sure. And they. But were why not no, get a. A translation book. How can yeah, you? Yeah, they were kid. They were very young. They they were basically me if I went to Europe when I was or somewhere where they actually don't speak English. You know, uh, when I was young, I would I can see like, well, we'll just go there and walk around. It will work out. But it was not working out. <laughs> not working out. Not working. Well, but it rarely works out for tourists in Hollywood because it once you get away from hollywood and highland Mm -hmm. and vine Mm -hmm. and la brea which is basically what three block four block distance Mm -hmm. it's shit town it's awful you either make it into the shit town or you're by that point you're already in the sex industry you've been sold into sex you've been sold in and you're just doing it for a living it's tiring um the the decor is not that nice (laughs) it's mostly brass we, uh, I can't. But we've only been podcasting for twenty five minutes. Is that surprising to you? It is surprising to me. Yeah. What is the clock off on this beast? I don't know. Well, maybe just because we'd already started. Oh yes, yes, we so did. It seems like longer. Previous thing. Well, mm, previously on Dinar. <laughs> I'd like to record all of our previously ons if we ever have to do that. Oh, that would be really fun. Previously on Dinar, I'll do it like that. Has there been? There probably has been. Um, but Martha what? Kelly did a Funny or Die thing. It was like with B.J. Porter and and uh, Scott. It was called, what's it called? It was a parody of a soap opera, Lake Charles Lake. Did you ever see that? No. It, I was a guy, it was like an overly dramatic, Joe Wagner was in it and he was great. Martha was great and I, and I was in it, Tig was in it, Patrick Keene was in it. It was really fun, and it was a parody of soap operas, and there was a lot of recaps and previously ons. And I want to do that again. I think someone should do that again. Well, now I'm just giving the idea away. It's not well, even. Well, someone my already idea. did it. You can't give it away. Who's who did it? You guys did it. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I forgot about the version that I just brought up. <laughs> you're not talking about a dream you hope comes true. It happened. It is good. Yeah, it is good that it is online permanently. I, someone, I, I was, did Q&A at the graduation of some comedy class today. And, oh, yeah. And they asked if I worry about firing off my jokes on Twitter, which I thought was a good idea from brand new comedian people. And I said, I don't worry about it at all. Because if anything, you're taking your idea and you're time stamping it permanently. Right. And yeah. as evidence in case... 
you see someone I think it keeps a lot of people from doing that it's yes. like or does it I don't know maybe I'm being naive but. well I mean the tam- the timestamp thing really is a is the main reason that I don't not do it because that's what I, I used to think the same thing but it's like a if you want to be a comedy writer and if you're doing stand up you are a comedy writer then you should get used to churning out massive levels of, of material. That's part of it. Right. And when you can timestamp it, then any, all of that is just like, oh, I thought of that first. Then you actually have proof if you thought of it first or not. Yeah. But I, for the most part, you should just, there should be no joke that you think is so precious and dear that you can't make it public that way. Right. Yeah, I wish that it had been around when I had that Dimitri Martin problem where I, he had similar jars of verbatim, and I was like, hey, take my word for it, uh, rather than being accusing someone. I'm like, I have a joke just like that. I wish that I had had Twitter or something yeah. where it was on or on YouTube. I didn't, I didn't have that kind of proof, and yeah. now it's like, I think it's handy. So that's what I should have said to that class. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, they shouldn't be doing stand-up anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about no it. No one knew should get it. It's so, so much of me wanted to say that. Because every, my stance on it, they were asking all these hopeful questions. And I think I was just, I'm like, oh, it takes, oh, no, no, it takes at least 15 years. And yeah, you're going to keep asking for work, but you might not get it. Uh, success comes and goes. Uh, right now, I'm in a real lull. Is this helping you guys? <laughs> you just start crying. Yeah, they just, they wanted <laughs> to hear, like, how do you get work? How, and I'm like, Still a mystery to me, and I make a living doing this. I don't know how you get into comedy clubs. Uh, I uh, I bother them; they don't respond. Okay, next question. Well, and also, I'm glad you did that because really, the answer is no one can walk you through this. You don't get the easy way, is especially right. in stand-up comedy. If you really want to do it, you have to go and eat shit for a long time right. and get better. That's all I kept saying is yeah. I just keep doing it, and I don't know I don't know why I'm doing it. Things happen peripherally, jo- uh, jobs, you know, writing jobs, uh, commercial work, hosting jobs, things. Uh, but I just keep doing stand-up. It's fun. I like it. Yep. I don't know why. You shouldn't ask why. You should just want to do it. You should know why you want to do it instead right. of asking yeah, someone why else why they do it. <laughs> yeah. God, I wish you were there to be behind <laughs> me like Flavor Flav and just yell, <laughs> be my backup just wingman. yell bitchy shit at <laughs> children who are just trying something. <laughs> Stop trying this. You already failed. <laughs> There's no reason to start doing stand-up that isn't the wrong one. Um, no matter what your reason. <laughs> you're always wrong. You're always wrong. And there's, there, to be good at stand-up, there has to be something deeply wrong with you. Yep. yep. To be a funny person, you need to be in p- serious pain yep. and very flawed and be, fuck up all the time. You had to be yanked away from a breast. You had to be burned in a tub. You had to just have a deep-seated personality disorder where you're a narcissist, yep. self-serving, of and also don't have a lot of uh, shame or feelings. Yeah. Or, you, or you just got funny parents and they were like, hey, you're funny. Do you want to do comedy? That's, Sometimes that's that, necessary. That, some level of that happens also. If your parents are boring <laughs> or assholes, you should probably become an accountant. <laughs> Or a therapist, probably. It would who, be good. Yeah. Do you have a lot? There are... I wonder who... I can't think of anyone right now, but I know they exist. Funny, legitimately funny people to where when you meet their parents, you're like, oh my God, how... April Richardson? April is... But yeah, that... I there. But no, her mom wasn't... I could tell that she has... A good sense of humor? Yeah, yeah. Just not, not a good, uh, you know, sense of style, like comedy style or whatever what am i saying she loves steve harvey she loves steve harvey like if you love a comedian look there's the debate oh wow i should be watching it i'm supposed to watch it oh it's it's right now it's happening but i can catch up later i'm i feel a little fatigued i feel like i know what's going to happen i watched the first one and it i was in such a deep cringe the entire time that i hurt my neck yeah because it's i he shouldn't be there Did you really hurt your neck yes we were watching it at work so we were i was facing i had to look to the left to watch it for an hour and it was him going wrong wrong and just Uh, all the everything about him sweating 
he doesn't yeah he doesn't know the rules Mm -mm. he doesn't have real answers he's he's a fraud and yet he is so psychotically narcissistic that he thinks he's getting away with it and yet he's still had a couple of applause breaks like yeah but someone else mentioned that oh maybe it was you and i talking about it yeah because the the people that are that support him are they would applaud him murdering a baby with his hands they're 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 not okay those people yeah there's a section at the debate in the audience for overalls only (laughs) well and also you were they were told repeatedly you can't applaud Uh and they did it of course anyway because these days in our society everyone thinks they're the exception to the rule right and so it doesn't matter if the rule says you can't do it i can because it's me Mm. is everything in our society and Ooh, I really am coming down on society. Isn't it? Cr- so, of course, Pence would not have had anything to do with the debate tonight, the, the vice presidential one. <laughs> but did he ever read? Did you? It's not official yet, but he's dropped out, most likely. There's there's rumors that he is being asked asked to be. He is asking to be taken off the ticket. Oh, you can't take yourself off. I mean, I don't know. I wonder. I th- I don't. I think it's like if you get nominated, you're that's an official thing. He just keeps going to places with whiteout and. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not me. No, 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 no. Don't no. pick me. No, it's Eddie Pence, Los Angeles comedian. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, here's flappers. I headlined this place. Jeff on. Garland's in there. Look at that, Jeff. Tonight. Is he doing some loose material? He's gonna loose loose meet it up. <laughs> He's gonna loosey goose it up. Um. <laughs> Jimmy Pardo. Jimmy Pardo. Here's a plug for Flappers. Jimmy Pardo, October 10th, Folly Shore. That will be a show worth going to, Jimmy Pardo. Yeah, Jimmy Pardo is, uh, he's one of my, I mean, he's not old enough to be, but he is one of my comedy dads a little bit. Yes. You, he took me out hero, on the road. Oh. No, fatherly. Oh, I see, I see. Advice. I no, I don't. Yeah, it's weird to say. He did always you his guys favorite. would be a great show to watch together. It would be fun. We used to. Uh, he'd take me to lunch uh, when we were on the road, and he'd you'd go to a restaurant, and he's like, "Hi, how are you? My nephew's in town. This is my nephew Chris." Uh, <laughs> to the waiter, and then they're like, "Oh, yeah, he just graduated from Naval Academy. Tell him, Chris. Tell him about the Navy." It's like, "Oh, fuck! Come on!" And you had to like play along, otherwise he'd actually get mad at you. <laughs> and it's so it's that thing that he does, and like talk glass where they assign you a comedy sketch that you do not want to do but you have to do it yeah there's an obligation to do it with only i would literally walk away if that if i was there (laughs) i so don't want to trick normal people who don't understand anything that's happening Uh, not interested in that i didn't want to either but i remember (laughs) a very fun version at the olive garden (laughs) where i had to talk about him being my uncle for quite a while. <laughs> and that you're in the Army, <laughs> in the Navy. Or the Air Force, or the Marines. Or the Marines. I couldn't remember which branch. We don't ask for experience, we give it. <laughs> wow. Remember that commercial? No, I, th- I was hoping Army, you'd... Navy, Air Force, Marines. We don't ask for experience, we give it. And really? we don't something else, we live it. Wow. Remember? It sounds more like it's a, you know... It's a, Jingle for Pontiac. Um, Taurus. Now there's an American car. Look at it this. That's exactly what, what you've, you've been, been looking, looking for. Taurus. 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 You've been afford lately. <laughs> you remember we... the English rock version? Lately. <laughs> Driven afford lately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the mountains right now are being kissed by an angle of the sun that can only be described as beautiful. This is magic hour, they call it in the movies, where the sun goes down, but it's still up, but the all the light gets diffused, and it's very pinkish yeah, it's and golden. It's twilight hour. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> it's magic hour? Yep. Ah, uh, look at the sun as it cascades over the Ikea that I went to twice this fucking week. <laughs> Why? I went to buy curtains. They were labeled under the, the ones they had on display perfect size for my windows the ones i reached down and grab were made for a castle oh um, like, they went all the way to the ground yeah they were big long tapestry flags like like hitler used to have at his speeches you couldn't cut them in half and have four curtains yeah but they still had that swastika on them 
that's good timing. That you know, we went classic. to we went to Staples uh, before this podcast yeah, yeah. started to buy a what do you call it card, mm-hmm. and the girl I don't know if you noticed that girl that works there she had red hair and a ponytail and red lipstick on, and uh, I was already at Staples earlier today buying printer ink, uh-huh. and so when I walked in she had it was the funniest thing she had the look of shock on her face. Oh, that's funny. Um, How are you here twice in a day? I yeah. I have to come here once a day and I don't understand it. Yeah, it was like she wanted to say what well, you're back, but she didn't say it that's out loud. That's funny. Yeah, that Any IKEA laugh. there's a greeter and. He he is from Sweden. He's like an old Swedish guy. Oh. And uh, Do they have that at all of them or just that one? I don't know. He just happens to be. So they're like, we got to get it. We got to get this guy to at least hand out shopping carts. <laughs> or something. And he remembers me having left a couple days earlier. And I came back to return the curtains. And he's like, returning those curtains, huh? And I'm like, whoa. Because that, hundreds of people he had small talk with. I'm just saying that guy had a great memory. He deserves the free meatballs they give him. How old was he? Uh, 78. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, he was So old. he's doing good. Mm-hmm. He's doing, well, You're shout like out. You're like me, where it's like, when if someone's above 65 and they have a better memory than me, I want to give them, like, a Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, <laughs> like if you are a If I meet an old lady in the store, you know, every once in a while, I don't know if this happens to you, it happens to me a lot, Old ladies will talk to me like if we're both in the fruit section or whatever. Sure. Or it'll be like, I thought these peaches went out of season a week ago, whatever. Yeah, you I'm always having, shop, yeah, those kind of shop. conversations. And anytime it's a lady who looks like she could be 78 or 80, it, I, when I walk away, I start crying because yeah. God bless them for still being so sharp that they are out shopping for themselves, get, probably drove themselves there, getting it done. And then aren't riddled with Alzheimer's. I love it. I, and I also cry at that. And I think that it's obviously because we both have uh, that in common. No, I think it's because I'm bipolar. Oh, it's because of your emotional problems. <laughs> okay, well then I don't know why I do it. Maybe yeah. I just had something in my eye every time I talk to the elderly. Oh, you should go to an allergist. <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe it's you're allergic that. to old people. I'm very allergic to those Santa Ana winds. <laughs> Now we're driving into the sun, but it's such a pleasant experience because it's the whole sky is gold. It is entirely gold. It is gold like the end of The Outsiders, and I don't know if that means, is there a fire, or is it just, there's a haze over the mountains, the sun is just... I think we've got a marine layer, and what? I think that's that's making everything look real pleasant. What we have here is a cold front coming in oh. over the initial Arctic flow, <laughs> causing what will be tomorrow, hey folks, sunshine. <laughs> Do you think I could have been a meteorologist? Yes. Thank you. Voice alone, you could have. That's probably just the voice. I um I like to look and see if we are ever getting what the percentage chance of rain is. It's been zero percent for literally one year. I'm going fucking crazy. I need moisture. I'm from San Francisco where there's fog and rain often, and this place is like an old caked up leftover bar of soap in an abandoned house. We live in a in a urinal cake with crime. It's terrible. There's got to be people that hear us listening, you know, our fans in Seattle and Portland that just are like, fuck you guys. Yes, all the people who are going through the hurricane. Uh, they're standing right now with headphones drenched, like looking like the girl from The Ring. Just wet and well, jealous. If you're, please know that I'm jealous of you. Yeah. If you're damp right now in any way for any reason, and I don't want to hear why, I'm jealous of this you. This is a classic case of the grass being greener on the other side, except here it's all dead, so it's not that case. There's no, because there's no green. There is no grass here. There's, it's all flown away and burned up. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. God damn, we're in a drought and we're angry about it. We just want one rinse off. That's all I need. It can rain for 15 minutes. That's just all. Just to get some of this oil off the streets. And these, these oil, the oil off all these goddamn birds. These birds are riddled <laughs> with oil. They're filthy birds. They have combination skin. <laughs> they need an acne mask of some kind, but first rinse it. I went to Ross Dress <laughs> for less <laughs> to get some shirts and uh they had all these i bought like two different night masks and oh. I wore one the other night because uh someone with Tourette's basically said uh, oh man you got some wrinkles this year oh i'm like what like i guess 
I have some laugh line or crows. You know, it's inevitable. I'm right. starting it's, to look my age, whatever. But also, that's it's a natural thing for your face to bend at certain areas. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just, uh, but I, I, I bought some, I bought a lot of lotions because they're like normally fifty dollars and they're five dollars on some under a pair of underwear at Ross. That's right. And probably because uh, there's a chemical in them that burns off your skin. It does burn. Does it burn? There is. I have like red patches on my face. I don't think it's good for you. Is it a retinol? Is the Does it have the ingredient retinol in it? Oh, should I not be using that? Well, it's just very... That's the strongest oh. one you can have. That's oh, like okay. that's like middle-aged lady face mask oh, stuff. Oh, no. I did see that. Yeah. No, that's... It's really expensive. Like yes. rock brand retinol therapy. Yes. yes. But, but it actually works. Of all oh, the really? things that they say work, retinol actually oh, okay. does. Because you're burning off your skin. Because, yes, you have to... You just take it off, it just micro layer by micro layer. What about get rid of it? And guys, it's really funny that I'm a man who's uh, just who's ready to have this conversation. Uh, yeah, I've been in fistfights in my life, but I uh, the lotion that I have that has alpha hydroxy acid is yes. that does that work? That's very good. Yes, it it's just Neutrogena. You know, it's a man's lotion. Yeah. It's slightly tinted. But <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. That's not a man's list. But I shaved the other day and put it on, oh, and it was girl. I was Macaulay Culkin from that classic <laughs> scene. And uh, Daniel Stern takes it in the nuts. Later, turned to a movie called Home Alone. Right. Uh, it 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 really burned my face like like sea breeze. Oh, remember Seabreeze? Oh, God, don't I? God, it's and that shit is so bad for your skin. Like, Seabreeze oh, and, and, like, St. Ives apricot scrub. Yeah. Like, that's the worst thing you could do if oh, you have acne. It? Yes. Oh, wow. All those things, and that's I all we were doing in the my 80s. My beautiful sister always had, in high school, like, the, the most judgmental years for a young girl had acne and... Was using all that stuff. Yeah. It was Seabreeze and Oxy-10 and fucking... Yep. All that shit. And it was so frustrating for her. I remember the first time I saw a proactive commercial, and it was this whole thing of, like, gentle cleansing and this and the, all the before and after pictures. And I was just like, we've truly come into a new age where they've prioritized this problem and actually solved it not yeah. just like here's a bunch of shit to scrub your face with it's the wrong thing right, right but actually did research like that's why i i feel like those people i hope they make billions of dollars because then kids don't have to have fucking horrible acne anymore yeah it's the worst it's, it's i was lucky my mom and i never had uh had a bad acne problem uh, but I, my mom gave divvied out all acne advice. Oh, don't touch it. Never pop it. Yes. Yeah, you leave a whitehead on yeah. your forehead for yeah, of course. That's that my mom did the exact no same thing. Don't don't pick your skin. Don't pick your face. Where it's like, what that's, am I supposed to do? If you went to a place and paid someone. That's what they do. Yes, you got to get rid of it. I I think I I don't remember if I someone professionally. I know that there's people out there that professionally, if you get a facial, they pop. It's just like a civilian. Yes. They don't do it. They maybe clean their fingers. They wear usually. They'll wear gloves. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, and uh, they do it like in, they do it in a circular motion, well, so they don't scar or break your skin. If wearing gloves makes you a specialist, call me a doctor and a and a, and a pro skier. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm just saying gloves don't make you. You know what I meant. Well, don't wear ski gloves to pop zits. That's not it, going to help Only you. because it makes it harder to pinpoint. You're squeezing half your face if you're. <laughs> and, and don't get me started on mittens. I can't even. I can't even get my boot in the bindings. For some of you out there that have snowboarded. Now we are Look now. Look at the sky. It's so gorgeous. I love it. This is Instagram ready. This sky. I'll take a goddamn picture. Do it. It's so leave pretty. Leave it as the. Just it's all clouds. It looks like. I'm sure the chemtrails people are going batshit bananas tonight. It's going to be beautiful. And we're going to have this picture on the, uh, as soon as I, it always looks ugly to have someone's taillights in front of you, but. Get those birds on the wire in oh, there. My windshield is so, I washed my car and then scrubbed it down with a towel that I, and like I said before, previously had used to clean an elephant's butthole <laughs> or something. It's very dirty towel, very dirty towel. Uh, I don't know why I ruined my car wash. Anyway, I got a picture of the beautiful sky. Good. 
will be a... Uh, that will go on the website that we have built next year. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I'll just put it as an image for this episode, perhaps. Where are your... Oh, nice. Um, are the lights on now? I just oh, turned a thing over here. I think you... Yeah. Looks, yeah. Did you twist it? It's probably I the did. same as your Honda. Well, we, this was a good episode. Did you have an enjoyable time? I really did. I laughed. and um, it's, fun to, it's kind of fun to be in the car as just a novelty treat. I got to say... I do love the car. It was fun, right? I mean, I think it's where... I think there's something about the distraction of the drive mm-hmm. and the changing scenery that makes it... Like, when we're in the studio, as much as I love it because it's convenient... Yeah. Um, the, it's it's almost... Uh, it's so static. It feels almost tiring. Right, right. I, I agree, too. It was exciting at first, but now I'm seeing the benefits of... Uh, of being in the car maybe sometimes we'll do the car sometimes I think we can I think when we have time I mean my job is going to get easier because we just finished taping my episode for my show so the work I mean I'll still obviously there's six more episodes to make but sure um, I will just that basically I think just this this conversation is making some people just jump up and down about what enjoy with joy they like it in the car. They do like it in the car. I want to give... Listen, if there's people that actually regularly listen to us, <laughs> then I want to give them what they want out of this stupid fucking show. <laughs> Don't you? I mean, there's, if, if this changes your life somehow, let's make it good for you. Yeah, for me, honestly, I'm such a... I, it's almost like a OCD. I just want the, the title of the podcast to still match what it is. Isn't that a dumb reason? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, like that we're doing do a thing that... you need a ride? Yes. But then we're in a studio and new people be like, what? I don't understand. I know. There was somebody the other day that asked me about it. And then I was like, but now we do it in the studio. And then they were like, wait, why? And then I was just like, I don't, I mean, it's more, I'm, we've convinced ourselves it's more convenient. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, we'll get, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do, we'll occasionally be in a studio. It was just nice to have that option because it sounds so good. Well, and it's a fun, it's a fun changer up. Mm-hmm. I mean, riffing wise. Yeah. It right? is nice. Yeah. Um, do you have any plugs? Um, what I think, uh, I was going to, we're, April and I were going to work on a little, uh, uh, Northwest tour of sorts. We're throwing oh. that together. Good, good. Nothing solidified, but late November, late December. That's great. That'll uh, be fun. De- uh, Seattle, de- uh, uh, Portland, those those other towns that exist. Pacific Northwest, g- yeah, keep your I eye love, peeled. It's my favorite part of the country, honestly. It is the best. Uh, when I was up, I think we talked all about it on this podcast, but when I was up there a year ago for that all-Jane comedy festival, oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to live there because, again, moist moisture so many women wearing clogs yes so many women with hair like mine earthy not your the clogs sorry i was still on the clogs no no it's okay earthy hair (laughs) that would be kind of a slam now this guy's turning pink blue and gold this is quite amazing quite this is like that dress that split the nation I think it's yellow sky. and blue. Well, I think you're a communist. <laughs> so a girl got really mad at me because I saw a gold and white dress in the photo. It's a gold and white dress. And someone's like, I'm looking at a black. Blue and black. A blue and black dress. And you're lying to me right now. And I'm like, I think you're lying. I don't believe that you actually see that. Yeah. It was so hard. And how has it not been explained to me? Um. Well, I mean... You probably haven't, like, really tried to look at, like, a YouTube video of somebody explaining it, right? Or anything? Mm, boy, no, I don't have that kind of time. Uh, <laughs> because they do explain it. It's, yeah. just, it's just the way some I, people's, like, eyes pull in light or something. Yeah, it just threw me off because how many times then is someone wearing a crazy outfit? Like, when you do see someone with pink socks and an orange shirt and they think it's the same color. Is it a colorblind thing or no. It's a lighting thing. I just don't get It's I, light and it's I think the way some people's eyes are. I don't I think it's just it's that kind of anomaly because I see blue and black. I cannot understand how people see gold and white. It doesn't make sense to me. And and what I love about it is really it seems to me to be kind of it's very representative of like 
the way this country has gone politically, where people see things differently and refuse to entertain that the way other people see things could be right. Well, in any yeah, way. with this, I couldn't. I was like, there's no way your eyes are seeing. How, how often has this come up then in life where because of lighting you're seeing a different thing than me this dress is the first instance where everyone was like holy shit right exactly well it's a and that's a good thing to doubt your own perception because we're all just flawed human beings with that project and have weird rods and cones in our eyes and yeah. who the fuck Con- knows what's constantly going on. firing the roads the, 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 the rods <laughs> that is the cones of course receiving oh is that true light nah who knows maybe it's of- like if your rods are bigger then you see blue and black and if your cones are bigger you see yellow and gold yeah well, I know I, my rod's bigger when I see some nice cones goodbye hey. I get out of the car <laughs> <laughs> just roll into the street Karen no that's not the joke I want you to die on wait did I ever tell you this story our friends our friends the gardeners it was my mom's best friend Cynthia Gardner her uh-huh. daughter Carrie who was a now like a surgeon or something she's really smart and a really my we always heard stories about Carrie Gardner because she was so funny and when she got taught how to drive when she they drove home from her driver's test uh-huh. she was so excited she was driving home with her dad and she was so excited to tell her mom that she passed her driver's test that as they were pulling up to the house she saw her mom in the driveway and she got out of the car as she was driving toward the house. Oh my God. She took off the seatbelt and got out and was like, mom, I passed and got out of a moving car. And then what happened to the moving car? The dad had to reach over and like pull the emergency <laughs> brake. I, oh, and that's, and that's like my favorite story because it wasn't, she's in no way dumb or even an airhead. Yeah. It, she just like was excited. Oh wow. <laughs> and like kind of forgot. Have you ever noticed this Toyota dealership, how they propped up mannequins, mannequins to look yeah. like people? Yes. We, we want it to look like people are looking to purchase cars. There's <laughs> many, many customers everywhere around our lot, and you can be one too. And sometimes they are wearing clothing that is very bleached by the sun for many years. <laughs> and sometimes their faces are plastic. Are you doing Russian? What is this? Is I? It's I'm not racist enough to pinpoint an accent. I just spread it across the board. Oh, good. Because okay. I hear no evil. <laughs> 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 I uh, I don't know. I was just a car dealer. All right. I could have been like, hey. Do you want a new car? Look at all these interested buyers. That would have been better. I feel like I would have been more comfortable and less triggered if you had done that accent. This has been a very racist episode out of Chris (laughs) Fairbanks. Very. What has happened to me? I moved to this city. You start Uh, seeing things color only. There are some people who claim to see no color. Total bullshit. And also not the goal. It was a fun, a fun, the funnest thing ever for my sister and I to quote lines from Coming to America. We really loved that movie when yes. I was young. And yeah. and then she, in college, she took African-American studies and came home one day and she said, hey, we can't, <laughs> we can't do those voices anymore. Did you, because you used to scream sexual chocolate at each other, uh, yeah, like the way me like and my that. friend Jennifer uh, Gary Joe Lewis, best boxer ever lived. You know, we yep. did. And, of course. And then it was like, that's wrong. And I ended, I was like, oh, okay. I guess you're right. I mean, it's not fair, though, because Eddie Murphy, when I was growing up, Eddie Murphy was Eddie Murphy was right there in my life in the same way George Clooney was, where it's like right at a right at the best age. Yeah, that was the guy that was in every movie and on every TV show. And so we were his fan. We listened to his stand up tapes. Yeah. Like he was everything. And you wanted to talk like him because you wanted to do say funny things. like Yeah. Him. Yeah. But yeah, you. But also, you're not allowed to look. Look at the sky. Look at this guy. Oh my God, we're taking. Look at another. this guy. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. That looks awesome, and that's all pollution. Oh, I, there's always a car in the way. It's hot pink. We'll go on Instagram for the evening of August 9th, and you'll see. I mean October. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just uh, it's going to be a trending uh, topic for as far as sunsets. Okay. And it's uh, if you see any sunset picture, it's about our podcast. Dinar. Yes, yes. Unless, of course, you're talking about Indian weddings. And then Dinar, baby. <laughs> and then Dinar. I think the Indian eye. one is Dinar, baby, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. So congratulations to them. Do you need a reception is what their <laughs> hashtag is. Good? Yeah, you're okay. quick. You're Great. quick. 
That's okay. all I want. I gotta say, this was your episode, Karen. <laughs> well, did I really shine? Yeah. Oh, thanks. I, just, I gave a, li- a little bit of a luster here and there, but I was mostly asleep at the wheel. Um, I disagree, but here's well, what thanks. I will say. My I was plug... fishing. I was fishing. <laughs> My plug is is that we're doing business class this Wednesday. Oh, yes. If you're uh, in Los Angeles on Wednesday. October the 12th, I believe, is Wednesday. Improv Laboratory. 10 p.m. Improv 10. Lab. Chris Fairbanks. Karen Kilgariff. April Richardson. Uh, Several others. Yeah, there's there's some really good people. I think Dave Anthony's doing it. Oh, cool. I think Rhea Butcher might be doing it. Oh, cool. Um, uh, Andrew Michon, I believe, is doing it. He's skateboard king. He's really good at skateboarding. I'm gonna talk to him about skateboarding. He's uh, he rips. Um, I love even do it that. I love knowing that fact. I wish I knew a fact like that about every person I knew. Yeah, yeah. It's well, my phone doesn't work in the city I live in, so uh, I'm unable to look anything up. Okay, good. Yeah, perfect. Anyway, you uh, we've we've concluded this episode. It was a good one. You enjoyed it. You've been listening to (laughs) Do You Need a Ride? D Y N A R Hong Kong. We're in traffic. We didn't want to honk. Can't. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Uh, with Karen and Chris.